Hello, this is Trash Talker Carl Zimmer, and you're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago's Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. After 20 years, still Chicago's only deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Saturday morning on 1590 WCGO. Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine will... Good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. Clean beaches. He's gone deaf from 20 years of answering gardening questions. And she. Uh, here they are Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Have forests, no wetlands, will. Good planets are in the main. Right. What? What? You know, we're not, it's not funny. Deaf jokes are not funny. Except if you've been wearing headsets for a <laughs> hundred years and you're, no, wait. No, I'm going to switch this. I wasn't going to do this, but, uh, okay. Sounds uh, better on that one? Yeah. It sounds more resonant. I can hear my voice. Ben's just shaking his head in there. It's like, Ben doesn't, you know, we're just switching cables in here, and Ben's just trying to keep the ship afloat. Welcome to the Mike Novak Show. Good morning, and I see you got, uh, we have a visual aid in front of us. It's hanging over the screen. A Star of Bethlehem flower, also known as a... A sleepy dick? A sleepy dick. Okay. Not awake yet. Yeah. Well, and actually, that's that's... (laughs) Honestly, what they call it. Yeah. And that leads us to our, our first guest who will be on right after the first break, uh, Alan Armitage, Dr. Alan M. Armitage, who's the author of of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots, which was going to be called, and we got to ask him about this. Yes. It was originally, and I, I think he, he screwed the pooch, so to speak. Uh, he renamed it. It was going to be Of Naked Ladies and Sleepy Dicks. And, you know... He, he said it wasn't proper for polite company. Yeah, but he's not a polite guy. He's not polite company. That's the point. That's Alan Armitage. The guy's out there. And that was a name from the 20s. I know. You know, you. I think political correctness bit him in the butt. Because <laughs> uh, it would have been a much funnier title. And it would have been... I mean, he would have had a really good time with it. But it's still a fun book. Of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots, and it's about the stories behind the common names of some of our favorite plants. And you could probably do, I mean, he's, he did this book. You could probably do three or four more books. He's mm-hmm. got like a hundred of them in here. Um, everything from bleeding hearts to gas plant. Then there you go. To carrots. To carrots. Uh, dogwood, dogbane. There's bone fair, set. Bone set, pig squeak. Hogweed. Uh, there's a, there are themes there. There are animal themes <laughs> and human themes. The warts, like like lung wart, and what are the various warts? I'd have to find uh, liver wart, liver wart. Oh yeah, spider wart, soap wart, tooth wart. 
Uh, and he put the walnuts in there just for the heck of it. Walnuts because they look like brains, brains. So it's interesting that he, he goes through some of the old herbals as well when people thought that plants yeah. that looked like body parts. Right. In a, in a very scientific way, people mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah, if it looks like a body part, it must be used for that. Looks be- like my foot. Because must help it. God decided that the plant looks like this, so you should use it medicinally. Like, wow, that'll kill you in about 30 seconds. You know, don't eat that plant. Uh, so Alan Armitage uh, will start the show today. Uh, we've got uh, get your tree questions ready because Skeet is in the building. To, well, not yet. He will be. He will be. Skeet will be in the building, and he's from Bartlett Tree Experts. And we're going to talk trees. We haven't done that yet on our new show, and I'm very excited because on all of my previous incarnations, all my other shows, I've talked trees a lot. And the idea is, you know, trees are magnificent plants, and most people are clueless as to how to deal with them. Uh, and so get your tree questions ready, 847-475-1590. Now, if you can't remember that number, go to Facebook. We have added it right to the top of the yes, ding, ding. Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, do we have it on the uh, – I'm wondering if we have it on the uh, the website as well, on the homepage. That would be good. Um, we'll take a quick look because if we don't, I'm going to tell Kathleen. I believe that needs to be added. Okay. No, it's right there. Is it? Right at the top of the page, the Mike there we Novak are. Show. On air call-in. Yay. 847-475-1590. We were, finding, we were finding out in the last couple of days that people don't know how to get the number. Sorry about that. Uh, and we need to tell the folks here at WCGO that they need to have it right at the top of their page at uh, 1590. Yeah, I'm going to tell Chuck, Ben, about that because I've had people say, I don't know how to call you. So uh, uh, so Skeet is here to answer tree questions. And in between, we're talking about a victory for a public space. And for trees. Uh, for, and for trees. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, uh, but uh, there was going to be a developer developing a property between Evanston and Wilmette. It did not happen. The Metropolitan Water Reclamation District voted against it, as did the city of Evanston. How cool is that? And Noreen... Uh, uh, Edwards Metz will be here to talk about that victory. So that's really cool. All right. Again, the number, 847-475-1590. When we come back, Dr. Alan Armitage, you're listening to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki on 1590 WCGO. Your family and pets spend a lot of time in public parks, schoolyards, and on your own lawn. And you want those grounds to be not only beautiful, but safe. Logic Lawn Care is an Evanston company with a decade of experience successfully creating beautiful lawns naturally. Logic works with homeowners on the North Shore and also with schools, park districts, and cities across Chicagoland to manage large turf areas naturally. Get a free estimate. Go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500. Have you taken advantage of the Mike Novak Show special offer at the Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park? Yes, the Sugar Beet is a community-owned grocery store, but it's open to everyone, and it features local and organic products. Stop in, mention the Mike Novak Show, and you'll get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is at 812 Madison, just west of Oak Park Avenue, and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. 
Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair care products available to make sure you get exceptional color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins ordinarily found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots offers non-toxic, vegan-friendly nail services. They've also just introduced a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths. And how many salons do you think repurpose hair clippings, recycled product containers, and use LED lighting walk into 21st century hair care for women and men at organic roots eco salon 3417 dempster in skokie book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653 health and beauty you no longer have to sacrifice one for the other what is this anyhow this is your talk this is america jack on 1590 wcgo evanston chicago Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show. Give me a little more in my headset there, Ben. I would appreciate that. There we go. Uh, welcome on a beautiful Sunday morning in Chicago. It means my uh, tomatoes in their greenhouse outdoors will be happy because there will be sun. And, they, and your tomatoes that you gave me that I am growing in there, they're still a little uh, small. But well, we're, we're working on them. They got planted way later than the ones you planted. I know. Ours are rocking. And we're going to bring yours up to speed. So there and you I go. did add fertilizer to mine yesterday. Did you? Good. Yes. A little bit. It doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It does not hurt. Speaking of plants and all things plants, let us bring in Dr. Alan Armitage. Uh, Alan, are you with us? Mike, I, I believe I'm here. <laughs> Good morning. Not, not real sure. Okay. And uh, w- w- when you say you're here, of course, that's somewhere in the wilds of Georgia, right? Yeah, well, yes, somewhere where we, we just got phone service last week. And uh, I'm, in, uh, I'm in beautiful Athens, Georgia, uh, <laughs> which is a, a fabulous place in, in the northern part of the state. Yes. And uh, what do you mean you just got phone service? Well, you know, we're from Georgia. Most people haven't figured out that we can actually speak English and uh, have phones. But we're doing just fine, thank you. Uh, Do you have indoor plumbing uh, yet? That's right. Oh, we got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just closed the old outhouse down the other day. But, uh, no, everything is fabulous here. We're, it's, I've got a little rain this morning. Our garden looks spectacular. And, of course, our tomatoes are a wee bit further ahead than yours. But, uh uh, they're all going to taste wonderful as soon as they come in. Yeah, we've been telling people here in Chicago because it's been um, the best way you could describe the spring here is inconsistent. And uh, <laughs> we we lurch from, you know, 60-degree days in March to 40-degree days in May. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's been raining. We've had a ton of rain here um, and cold recently. And a lot, and I know folks, and really smart folks too, uh, which surprises me. Who put their tomatoes out a month ago? And I said, please don't do that. Don't do that. It's don't do that. And uh, they did, and they're paying the price for it right now. Uh, and my tomatoes, I've been coddling. I mean, not only do I have one of those outdoor greenhouses that's about you know it's about seven feet tall and about six feet wide. I, a friend of mine, believe me, I'm lucky. A friend of mine gave it to me a dozen years ago. Um, and said, I don't know what to do with this. And I said, okay, I'll take it over. And uh, so we've been putting the tomatoes in there. But 
even uh, at night, we've been taking some of those tomatoes indoors when mm-hmm. it gets into the 40s because that heat is not really retained in one of these little plastic guys. Um, and so we've been really, really careful, just really babying and coddling our tomatoes, and they're responding fabulously. So we're very excited about getting all that well, stuff up. You, you, you know, Mike, you, make, you made, a, you made a, a comment about really smart people who, you know, put their tomatoes out too early. Uh, I mean, really, truly, I mean, if you are a crazy gardener, do we have any brain? We, we, <laughs> you know, we're we're, we're going to try to do, we're, we're absolutely going to try and put out tomatoes in February if uh, we figure we can get away with it. So it's, <laughs> like, it's like here, too, when people, you know, one of our biggest crops in the fall here are violas and pansies. And they want to put them out in August when it's still 90 degrees. <laughs> they, yep. they can't just, they just can't wait until like October or September. So, and the same is true with all of us. We just love to push the boundaries. And yes, we pay the price, but such is what we do. <laughs> but you know that's that's a very interesting point because uh, uh, it's it depends where you live and what boundaries you're pushing. As you say, folks in the warm climes try to push the cool stuff because they're warm all the time. And you know, and your violas and pansies are going to last all winter long, right? Yeah, they'll they'll stay uh, they'll stay green all winter long, and they will flower when just like you, we get these crazy winter days and go up to sixty degrees, but. Yeah. Uh, but they flower, you know. Of course, they start flowering beautifully, and you know, <laughs> when you still got snow on the ground. Yeah. So it's a it's a very uh, you're right. Gardeners, they 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 want to push it. I and and you know this from talking to people about other plants. Uh, when, for instance, uh, uh, somebody will say, "Oh, well, such my roses aren't responding well. My lilacs are not responding well." Mm-hmm. And I say, "Well, how much sun do you have there?" Because you know they do need full sun. Uh, it's, uh, and you, you know, we're talking six to eight hours and they, they say, well, I, I, th- I think I got that. And then you find out that what they're really getting is like an hour and a half. And right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's dappled sunlight at best. Yeah, I know. And they all, everybody thinks they can push it and you can to a certain degree. You might get a stringy rose or, you know, a couple. Yeah. Well, it was sunny when they put it in, then the trees leafed out. Exactly. But, but, yeah. And the worst thing, the worst thing you could possibly do as a gardener. Is, is visit other gardens. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden you realize that rose isn't quite what it's supposed to be. So, you, you know, just if you're content with your stringy rose, good for you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes there's a, you know, like you say, there's, there, there, no, there's a right way, a wrong way, and our way. And, and uh, we're, we're going to do whatever, we're gardeners, for goodness sakes. You know, we're not brain surgeons, and we're going to try and have as much fun as we can. But it is nice when you have a success every now and then. Right. And as I say to people, hey, folks, it's not rocket surgery. All right? That's Just right. keep that in That's mind. Right. Uh, th- that That's is right. That's Dr. Alan Armitage. And if you're not in the gardening world, you might not know that he's a very famous guy. And uh, I'm quite privileged to have him on my show for, I think, third or fourth time. Uh, it's been uh, several years. I went back and I looked, Alan, and uh, the last time you were on my show was when I was at a different station. And it was 2013. Yeah. And you had another book out. And he's got 16 of them out. Uh, now, and uh, some of them you might actually have in your collection, including herbaceous perennial plants, which is now in its third edition, Armitage's uh, Garden Perennials uh, in the second edition, uh, Armitage's uh, Native Plants uh, for North American Gardens, and more and more, all kinds of stuff. Um, And uh, the latest two 
that he has out uh, are the one that we're talking about today, which is of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots, which is the stories behind the common names of some of our favorite plants. But in 2015, you put out a book called It's Not Just About the Hat, The Unlikely <laughs> Journey, which which I love. The title is, is great. And I'm going to talk to you about the title of your new book in a second, um, the, the Unlikely Journey of a Plantsman. Um, and uh, I have not had a chance to read that, so I assume it's it's kind of an autobiography. Well, Mike and Peggy, if you haven't had a chance to read it, uh, uh, I, I apologize because, you know, it does great things. A, um, if, if, if you're really tired, it puts you to sleep. Uh, <laughs> so I, I can always sell it as a, you know, good, good book for people who can't uh, get to sleep. But the truth of the matter is, it's based on all of us. You know, if you ask yourself, what do I want to be when I grow up? And uh, you find yourself on a radio station doing a garden show, you probably wouldn't think you're going to do that. And, and the fact is that all of us take various paths to get, how, to get where we are. And, you know, I'm a boy from Montreal, Canada, and here I am sitting in Athens, Georgia, talking with you guys in Evanston. Uh, how, how does this happen? And so I base my entire life on our world, certainly our country's greatest philosopher, uh, a fellow by the name of Yogi Berra. <laughs> and Yogi Berra said that when the path forks, take it. And exactly. we all have taken those paths. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know they were ahead of us. We maybe didn't even recognize that they were the right path. But all of us, every single one of us, has uh, adhered to that philosophy one way or the other. And so, you know, that's what my story is about. And anybody could write a book like this. I just happen to write it down. And I, I'm really proud of it. It's really great fun. It's done well. And I'd be happy to, certainly your, your, your listeners can, can easily get this. And I'd be happy to make sure that you guys can get it as well. Well, because well, uh, it really is fun. While while we're on that subject, you, you did mention to me in an email that maybe I could give my listeners a little... Uh, break and uh, give them a code that they can get uh, maybe 15% yeah. off of uh, books uh, on your website? Well, it, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, and, and Mike, I was thinking, should I, should I do this for Mike? I said, good grief, no. <laughs> for, Peggy, for Peggy, absolutely. Okay. So, <laughs> That's the way it usually works around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, no, I would love, uh, you know, for you guys, because I just think that anybody who can, you know, advance and, and, and love gardening and horticulture the way you guys do uh, and, and get crazy people on like me, a uh, boy, oh boy, more power to you. And so let's make your listeners even happier. So if anybody wants to get uh, a book or two of mine, uh, my, my website is, is where the easiest way to get it. And you can get them on Amazon and all, but uh, it's much easier to go through me in that I can give you a 15% discount. If you write the promo code Mike, just go Mike, M-I-K-E, when you go to the website, and if you order more than one book, the books are pretty inexpensive, by the way, uh, 20 bucks for the, latest. the book that Mike are talking about, yeah. more expensive for the other ones. But if you do that, that's a 50% discount. I'll be happy to sign them, and if you want to make them to your mother or your Father, or Mother's Day's over, Father's Day's coming, or a birthday, or whatever. Just tell me who you want me to make it out to, and I'll be happy to do that as well. And if you're so, um, it's cool. 
I was just going to say, if you're really organized and you're already working on Christmas, there you go. It's uh, there you you go. get well, this going. But uh, and I've got the link on my website, mikenovak.net, and it's easy. It's uh, alanarmitage.net. A L L A N A R M I T A G E, and I live right off of Armitage uh, in Chicago. Believe it or not, Alan. There so. you go. <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. and, uh, so, uh, uh, but, but it's e- easy if you just go to my website, mikenovak.net and you can find you all go. that stuff. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be giving away a book after the break. Yes. After the break, we're going to give away a copy of, of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots, which takes us right into that. And the title of the book, and I'm sorry, Alan, but you bailed on this one. Okay. Cause it, <laughs> <laughs> You you ju- you jumped you jumped out you jumped out you grabbed your parachute and you got out of the plane, uh, and I think you made a mistake. I really do, because you were going to call this of naked ladies and sleepy dicks, and I think that was the title. I think I really do. I think the I think the uh, uh, political correctness police got a hold of you. Unfortunately, no, my wife did. Oh, um, it's, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> what can I do? No, no. Listen, I want to tell you. That we had, you know, first of all, very non-serious discussions about this title, and then I was battling for it. But uh, you know, they were saying, "Well, people are going to have to take it home in a paper bag," uh, you know, and and of sleepy dicks isn't really dinner conversation. Now, by the way, your listeners should know that there is a plant called sleepy dicks. I got one right here in front of me. Believe it or not, no kidding. I no, no jokes. All right, no jokes, because uh, Peggy's got a bunch of them growing in her yard. And as you know, they, they grow like crazy, and they'll take over oh, yeah. your, your yard. If you, you want let... some? I'll ship them to you. No, thank you. I don't <laughs> no, want no, any. <laughs> and they're right here hanging. In fact, she took a photo. Did you it's just... on Facebook. Yeah. It's on Facebook right now. So after the show or when you have a second during the break, Alan, go take a look. She put a photo up there on Facebook. But, but well. also call, all called Star of Bethlehem. Star um, of Bethlehem. That's right. It's our, it's, our, it's our most pretty weed. That's the PC and, uh, phrase for it. Uh, yes, yes. Well, anyway, so you're right, Mike. I did. I, I, I really was forced to bail, but in, in the long run, uh, I suppose it was the right name. I don't know, but uh, we <laughs> certainly had a lot of fun talking about the title. But I, that, that story is in there, as you know. Yes, it is. And, and I'm glad you copped to it. I'm glad you actually wrote <laughs> the story in there. And 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 did uh, give us a little behind the scenes look but give, yeah. given who you are Alan and given your reputation i i'm i would take this i'm going to take it up with your wife okay i don't okay. mind okay i'm i'm happy okay. to say i will i will i will put her on after the show <laughs> okay you do that better you than me yeah uh but you go through and uh as you say the the common names this is a, a, a very interesting uh, issue among horticulturists about common names versus uh, oh, yeah. botanical names. And um, I, I get both sides of the argument, as I'm sure you do. Uh, the average gardener doesn't know the botanical name. Uh, and, the, and doesn't want to. And doesn't want to, right. But sometimes you need to. Some, sometimes yep. plants are only known by their botanical yep. name. Mm-hmm. And then you're stuck. Uh, yeah. And and yeah. when that happens, average gardeners go right along with it. They don't even realize they're saying the botanical name. Uh, but well, go ahead. You're absolutely right. Go go for it, go Alan. No, I was just absolutely right. But if you again on the very first page of this new book uh, called Thoughts of the Author, I was telling about, in fact, a, a talk I gave uh, in New York 
uh, and uh, it was where where the it was a very you know I guess high high class talk with great botanists and me, and um, the, the topic came out about whether or not you know we should be even talking about common names because we know as gardeners as horticulturists we know that the botanical name is the right thing it's only one botanical name versus three or four common names for the same plant. But the fact is, my daughter and your neighbors are simply not going to know what, you know, Trisertis formosana is. They're just not going to know. <laughs> Gesundheit. But they might know what toad lily is. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. if we, as an industry, let alone people like you and me, want to advance this thing we call gardening, we have to make it simple. We have to make it non-intimidating. That doesn't mean that we, we as professionals and we as gardeners and master gardeners and all those people who love this stuff shouldn't learn the botanical names. It's just that we shouldn't force it yeah. well, on my neighbor. They're just not going <laughs> well, well, I mean, to it not? Well, maybe, maybe. You know, sometimes we should, but that's that's a different story. At any rate. That's okay. No, no. We, we, if, if we can, there's lots of disagreements, but I think in the long run, Look at uh, the, the 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 gardening community is getting older. Uh, the people who we want to take up gardening are. I tell you what, I gotta I gotta have you hold that thought for a second because okay, we're no coming worries, to no a break. Worries, Alan worries. Armitage of Naked Ladies and Forget Me Nots. We are giving away one of these books in just a second, so stick around. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, and we will be right back. Let's face it, sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain too, all with gentle, non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. If you're looking to invest in an electrical car or truck, make sure to hire a state-licensed electrical contractor. The installation of that charger will require a permit in most municipalities. So make sure to check the ICC website for a certified contractor at icc.illinois.gov. You can also call DNR Services Unlimited. They've been a licensed electrical contractor since 1992. Visit their website at restorethenorthshore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. If you garden in or around Chicago and you don't have a subscription to Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, I'm a little worried about you. That's because you're missing out on not only the garden magazine for our region, but one of the best gardening magazines in the country. Every issue features spectacular photos, as well as articles by noted horticultural authorities, nursery owners, state extension agents, master gardeners, and more. There are columns like Ask the Garden Pros, Regional Reports, and What to Do in the Garden. Of course, there's my column on the inside back page of every issue, but into each life a little rain must fall. Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, a publication of state-by-state gardening magazines. On newsstands everywhere, but go to chicagolandgardening.com and get a subscription. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600. 888-265-3600. This is your talk. One of the few true originals of our time. On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago.
like I should be doing an interpretive dance here. Feel free. <laughs> Do it to uh, the title of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots. And we have Dr. Alan Armitage on the line this morning. And uh, we were waxing poetic about the uh, difference between botanical names and common names. And as you know, uh, Alan, um, I think the argument to be made for botanical names uh, comes from your book. Not all of the things in here, because some of them are kind of obvious. There are no other plants that are called uh, impatiens, really. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But, um, for instance, Black-Eyed Susans. Um, right. There's right. there's right. there's half a dozen that uh, are known as black eyed Susan. So you in that case, and I'm and I was interested that you you went to Rebecca Herta. So mm-hmm. is, is that the original black eyed Susan? Because I I wasn't <clears throat> sure it was. Uh, you know, to answer your question, I do not know 100, percent but that is the one that if you see the term black eyed Susan, and I'm not and not black eyed Susan vine, but black eyed Susan is usually that annual Rebecca. Yeah, uh, there are others out there to be sure, um, but uh, that's the one that usually comes up. All right. Well, we want to give away a copy of of Naked Ladies and Forget Me Nots. We're going to take the fifth caller, so you got to be listening to the show. You got to call in eight four seven four seven five fifteen ninety. Ben will be there to greet you, and uh, and the fifth caller will get a copy of this book. And you're going to find it really entertaining. Uh, if you like gardening at all, and, and et- etymology is your thing. Not entomology, which would be <laughs> insects, uh, but etymology. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, 847-475-1590. If you forget that number, go to my uh, web page. Uh, the number's right up there. Go to the Facebook page. The number's right up there. We discovered yesterday that folks were having trouble tracking down the number, so we've plastered it all over the place just to make sure that they've got it. Um one of the things that I learned from the book, which was probably not what you intended, um, was how many genus names have changed over the last few oh. years. What mm-hmm. is going on? Why are scientists doing that? Is it just to mess with us? You know, uh, I will give you the, 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 well, the taxonomists, that's what they do, okay? I mean, if you're sitting somewhere and you got a job and you get money and you got to do something, you might as well... Look at the genus Chrysanthemum and destroy it. Yes, um, no kidding. Chrysanthemum is a classic example, but that was done like uh, 15 years ago or something yeah, oh like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, asters is another example where just about every single one of our native asters is no longer aster. Now, now but that, you know, that they base this on perhaps some, some DNA evidence. They base it perhaps on, uh, you know, obviously flower forms and shapes and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, they're using tools that Linnaeus had never heard of. So, um, you know, now, now and, and good grief, I mean, you look at Eupatorium as a different name. There's a ton of, even in this That book, broke which, my, I'm sorry, that broke my heart. And I think you, allu- it, you alluded to that as well. Joe Pieweed is no longer mm-hmm. Eupatorium. Boneset is no longer Eupatorium. It's some other, what is it now? It's, uh... Eutropium. Who cares? Come on, it's Eupatoria. It's Joe Pieweed. It's Joe Pieweed, right? <laughs> I know. You see here. You see, and you're and you're you are making my argument. It isn't Eutropium or Eupatorium. It's Joe Pieweed. Now, and again, certainly your neighbor and your kids and all they, if they've ever heard of a Joe Pieweed, they certainly never heard of Eupatorium or Eutropium. So that's why the common name. That's why I get so excited about this. 
this little book or the things I'm doing now. As as you mentioned, I have all these plant books and I love them and they're my legacy and I and I truly do think they're important. But these last well three books, um, you know, who is Annabelle? Who the hell is Annabelle? As in <laughs> Annabelle know, who, Hydrangea, right? Exactly. You know, it's who, no who one. Is Fran- <laughs> who is Francis Williams? Who is Nellie Stevens? These are all plants that we grow in our garden. These are all plants that are major, major important plants to our garden, and our American people are disappearing from our consciousness. So the book that I wrote called Legends in the Garden, Who in the World is Nellie Stevens? Uh, that was my first attempt at, I wouldn't even call it storytelling, but let's let's get some history, um, <laughs> not quite so historical. Because uh-huh. Frances Williams, for goodness sake, she was a lady in Boston, and um, that was the number one hosta forever. Hmm. And Annabella, Annabelle Hydrangea, two ladies in southern Illinois, uh, found that thing, and it took 55 years before it actually was introduced into Yeah, into that's, that is a great it's, story, by the way. And, and, it is amazing. And, <laughs> and it's not named after Anna. It's named <laughs> after a town. <laughs> right. It's named after the town, of course, but it's, uh, uh, it, it's not. It, it really, anyway, so the more I got into these stories, uh, of the who they were. Then I start. I do a lot of the storytelling when I speak. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's let's get a let's get a speaking gig together. <laughs> and uh, so I'm always telling stories. And people say, "Well, you got to write them down." So that's where the naked ladies came from, and the legends came from, and that stuff. Uh, we we do have a winner of. Uh, let's have a ding yeah. uh, for uh, cool. Nick. Let's let's put Nick on for uh, one second here. Uh, Nick, uh, good morning. You're on the Mike Novak show with Peggy Malecki. Good morning to you all. Um, and uh, you live in northwest Chicago, is that right? Northwest side of Chicago, that's right. Fabulous. I take it you're a plant guy, a, a gardener. I am. I am a, a, a novice, an amateur, but but love it nonetheless. Oh, you're going to love this book then. This is going to introduce you to, to you know, and, and one of the things that Alan does is that he, he sneaks science in there, okay? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, no, not that. Sneaky yeah, science. I know, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Creeping up on but you. But it's going to be there, and you're going to learn something in spite of what Alan's written, okay? Well, I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like a very fun and interesting read. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure glad you're listening to the show, so I'm sure you got your information to Ben. We appreciate you listening, and um, we'll send the book right off to you. Thank you all very much, and have a great day. All right, you too, you Nick. Too. Right. Good night, Nick. Uh, and, okay, so let's get back to your book because, uh, oh, wait. Shall we give away? Let's give away. Now we're going to do the other one, Ben, so you're, you're, uh, you get more phones to answer which, here. Which book? Well, the, uh, the uh, uh, okay, I've got it the here. Hat. Here, the hat. The hat. That's right. I'm looking for it right now. It's, it's not just the hat. The hat. Look online. The, the picture of him. It's all over our website right now. His hat. Uh, okay. I have to ask you. What? By the way, it's not just about the hat. Is the name of the book the unlikely journey of a plantsman? Um, fifth caller. Same thing. Eight four seven four seven five fifteen ninety. You get this autobiography of our guest, Dr. Alan Armitage. What kind of hat is that? What's that called, Alan? <laughs> well. Um, the, the hat, I, I, I wear a hat for a reason, I, you know, the sun and all that stuff. And sure. I think every gardener should have a hat, but enough of that. This is a hat uh, called a Tilly hat, T-I-L-L-E-Y. And the Tilly hat um, is, is, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest hats ever. Um, they, this one I have is a wide brim, so it looks silly, and it's, it's not really smart. Um, silly Tilly. Sure does work. <laughs> and uh, you can... You can, you know, again, I, I have the Tilly group. I, I support them, and they support me because I really believe this is the greatest thing ever. 
So it's just a silly hat. And, uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I can walk. If I walk into a room, Peggy, without my hat on, that's the first question I get. Who are you? <laughs> no, it's exactly. where's your hat? Yeah. It's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a disguise in reverse. If I don't wear it, nobody knows who I am. It's perfect. Where did and, you uh, get that hat? Where did you get that tile? Oh, never mind. I won't. Uh, hey, he's the cat in the hat. <laughs> that's right. Hey, and, and I just did, I did want to announce it. We are giving a second Alan Armitage book away, 847-475-1590. So yep. All right. So the second book, call. so give us a call right now, fifth caller. Uh, I want to go through a couple of these things in the book. Uh, something that surprised me, because I didn't know that butterfly weed, for example, is also mm-hmm. called pleurisy root. Pleurisy I had root. I had never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. And pleurisy, of course, the inflammation of the lining of the lungs is a, a, a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it is one of the plants that seem to help, uh, you know, in herbal medicine with that. It still is used, by the way. But it was known as pleurisy root long before it was known as butterfly weed. Really? Um, I see. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and that takes us to something that is also an issue. Uh, as you research this, a lot of these names go back centuries, yeah. okay? Yeah. And, yeah. and so yeah. they're lost. Yeah. The origins are kind of lost in the mists of time. However, some of them are not so lost and yet they're still frustrating to people like you and me i have to admit because i'm a codger myself and um and that is for instance the name pinks as you explained Mm -hmm. so explain that one well you know pinks is (laughs) pinks is the common name for all these plants that botanically we know as dianthus which is a carnation and a sweet william and all those things but together if we talk about dianthus, we're talking about pinks. But, you know, so it obviously has to do with the color of the flower because most of these flowers are pink. But they're red, they're white, they're bicolor. And it turns out that if you look at the flower, all of the petals are serrated as if they have been cut with pinking shears. And that's where it got its common name, not from the color, but from the way in which the petals appear as if they've been cut with pinking shears. Now, for you and me, uh, and us old people, that's easy, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Nobody under 30 knows what pinking shears are. And so, <clears throat> as I was teaching my classes and all of that, <clears throat> excuse me, I was teaching my classes, the longer I was teaching, the younger the kids got, uh, I had to bring pinking shears into class and, 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 and literally show them. So it's, um, <laughs> I should have brought those in for a demo today, there you too. Go. Yeah. Yeah, we could give away a free, a free pinking shear. <laughs> nah, somebody might hurt themselves with it and then we get sued, all right? That's it. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So uh, that's just w- some of what Alan has to offer in this book. I mean, he talks, we talked earlier, Peggy and I, about what is a wart. And because you've got lung wart and liver wart and spleen wart, and you've uh, got the whole doctrine of signatures, the idea that if a plant looks like a part of the human body, obviously that's what you use it for, which is nuts, of course. Um, but that, isn't that amazing when you think of yeah. pulmonary with spots? But it made sense back to... at the time. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. But, well, it, anyway, but it ain't I, science. I, you mentioned like a lot of this is. Steeped in history, so to speak. So, yeah. so it was quite difficult to figure out. But 
and I make no guarantees any of it's correct, but it was fun to do. But it is fun, and that's the whole point. And so, Dr. Alan Armitage, such a, a pleasure to catch up with you again. Thank you so much. The name of the book is Of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots. We're still giving away uh, your other book. It's not just about the hat, the unlikely journey of a plantsman. You will be getting our order on that, too. For more information, okay. go to my website, mikenovak.net. Uh, you can also go to uh, alanarmitage.net to find all of this. Uh, let's not make it four years before we talk again, okay, Alan? No, let's not. we got a ton of other things to talk about, and I'm having so much fun with you guys. And so uh, let's do it. Uh, just set something up, and, you know, I'll be there with you. All right, great. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, a story of a forest preserve. Stand by. Bye. Chicagoans are looking for ways to get healthier in 2017. Hi, I'm Peggy, and I publish Natural Awakening, Chicago's greenest and healthiest local magazine. And if you want to reach this growing wellness market, you need to get your business in front of our 80,000 monthly readers. Call me today at 847-858-3697 to learn more. That's 847-858-3697. And check us out at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good, live simply, laugh more. Captain's Log, Stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. Inexplicable, Captain. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Killer asparagus was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work, and so am I. Mike Novak was one of the smartest, funniest people in the horticultural world of the 21st century. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Edgar Allan Poe. Raven Gosplach, my favorite holiday dish. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. It seems to be available online at AroundTheBlockPress.com. AroundTheBlockPress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener. I prefer my asparagus with a side of patach Mr. Wolf, are you joking? Actually, Captain, I believe he is choking. The daughter of the president requests your presence at tea. Alice Roosevelt beckons you to step back in time to 1905 at historic Fisher Farm in Bensonville on Saturday, June 3rd. The fiery and witty first daughter tells tales of her father, Teddy, her rocky relationship with her stepmother, Edith, and her romantic alliance with future Speaker of the House, Nick Longworth. Nestled in 100 acres of remnant prairie, the Fisher homestead has been beautifully restored and is just minutes away. Go to Fisher Farm on Facebook for more information. This is your talk. Do you read me? On 1590 WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Come on, is anybody even out there? Knocked over the water. Did you do that, Peggy? Oh, Peggy. She spilled water all over the console here. Everything's shorting out. That's what I say. Baby, hold on. Come on. Uh, and right in front of our guest. That, is that her water? Oh, nice. You ruined the water. It's a, <laughs> That's why it's I true. travel with a lid. <laughs> Uh, all the time. It's uh, it's it's very, very important. Uh, welcome back to the uh, Mike Novak Show with 
Peggy Malecki, and yeah, just pull that mic over. I hope that uh, Ben turned it on. Um, and um, we're very pleased to have in the studio Nor- Noreen Edward Metz. Oh, Ben, thank you for bringing the. Uh, he brought even more paper towels. And Noreen's spreading out her notes, which are all soaked now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Stormwater management. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we need her mic on, Ben. Sorry. I know you're bringing paper towels and stuff. Yeah, but are good. Um, just pull that down a little bit right in front of your mouth. There we go. Hi. How are you? I am well. Good morning. Uh, thank you. Um, Noreen and I go back a ways to Mila days. Um, Indeed. In the Midwest Ecological Landscape Alliance. In some ways, the late great, but still kind of uh, existing... Uh, under the auspices now of uh, the Illinois Landscape Contractors Association. Still good work going on. Yeah, there is. I'm involved in a committee with uh, those folks to put a conference on in the fall called IMPACT, which is about sustainable landscaping. Yeah, so that's that's the good thing. ILCA has uh, embraced Mila and said, okay, keep your conference going uh, under our auspices, and uh, we'll do it in the fall, and we're lining up some really, really cool people for it. So the the conference lives on, even if the name Mila does not. So great, great so to hear. And Noreen is one of those people. What your business is? I design green landscapes here in Evanston. Yeah, and um, and she's right here in Evanston, which is why she was able to stop by. Yes, I want to put in a plug for Landscape Design Association as well. Yes, please do. Yes, I, I'm president of Landscape Design Are you Association. Really? Give her a ding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we are a an organization of professionals in the landscape industry. Um, and we have an interest in good design and sustainability. I sure hope so. I mean, somebody's got to be doing it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, I, when, when, when I helped start Mila 15 years ago, uh, the idea was that not, not enough people were doing this, that there wasn't really sustainable landscape design. Uh, there was, but it, very little of it. And um, we were trying to ride that wave. And I look back 15 years, or I look now 15 years down the road, it's still an issue. There's still a lot of the same old, same old out there, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. And I like to tell people there's plenty of opportunity for good landscaping. All you have to do is look around mm-hmm. and see and hire people like Noreen. And hire okay. me, hire people from Landscape Design Association. Right, you guys is. survive, you know, carry on the tradition, yeah. you know, so that's uh, good for you. I'm, I'm so glad you're out there. However, the story we're telling here, and I've already decided that if we don't get this whole story out before 10 o'clock, we're going to hold you over just a little bit uh, past uh, 10 because it's a fascinating story. I, the, Peggy and I found out about just last week mm-hmm. when I got an email uh, from Charlotte Edelman who we're going to have on the show soon because uh, she's got a new book out uh, called Midwestern Native Shrubs and Trees, and uh, we're waiting for a copy of it. And once we do that, we're going to schedule her and have her on the show. But she said, hey, there's this thing going on. There's a parcel of land. And is it actually in Wilmette or is it Evanston or it straddles uh, the two city limits? Well, Or the city limit? The easement that the developer was seeking is in Evanston. Uh, he owns property in Wilmette okay. and has, right now it's landlocked, mm-hmm. uh, and he wanted to be able to get to the property. And so he looked at going through Wilmette and 
wasn't happy with what they what he was offered because because they want to build on that property there and it's a place called Isabella Woods uh, which is this sliver of land that's between the tracks there and the golf course and Isabella Street and the North Shore Canal and the North Shore Channel I'm sorry North Shore yeah well, it's a, the canal is a little east of it. Yeah. It's actually right between mm-hmm. the golf course and the CTA tracks. Okay. And and, and it's funny. Isabella Woods, uh, someone just kind of named it that re- it, it, like in the last few months because uh, it's not actually. <laughs> it's You know, that's going to stick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to stick now uh, because it's off of Isabella Street yeah. in, in, in Evanston. And the idea was that there's some land that was purchased by a family and the developer wants to build a couple of homes, maybe four homes on it, and they needed an access. There's no access to it, and so they were going to do this access road, but it would have disturbed it's not necessarily old growth, but there are some 200-year-old trees from what I understand there. There were like five trees over 200 years old, mm-hmm. all oak trees. There were 31 trees in total that that, that would have been removed by this road. Mm-hmm. The Isabella Woods is part of what they call the Big Woods, and uh, which developed in the last thousand years Uh between Lake Michigan and the Chicago River. And there's only a few pieces of land left in that whole vast forest. Mm -hmm. And it was a diverse forest, Mm -hmm. more so than in the rest of Illinois that was mostly burned. This area wasn't burned because of all the water in the area. So more diverse trees. So it has a, it's a really different ecology than other forests in Illinois. And we only have Perkins Woods is a remnant of it. And uh, over at Emily Oaks Nature Center in Skokie. And then this little piece with all these beautiful old oak trees and many uh, native uh, woodland flowers in there as well. And uh, who, who did we talk to in the last few weeks about preserving remnant pieces of land? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, but that's really important now. We're, we're Arthur fi- Pearson. Arthur Pearson. Right. Right. Force of Nature. He wrote a book about George Fell, who was dedicated to preserving these little pieces of land, no matter how small, because they they have a heritage and they have ecosystems that are still intact. And the minute you, you, you put a road through it, you've disturbed that and perhaps destroyed it forever. So so the, the people in Evanston and Wilmette, were they mainly, Evanston, mainly Wilmette people, a group, both? Who, who were these folks that got together to fight this? Well, first it started in Wilmette because that's where the developer's property is. And he actually bought it 29 years ago Yeah, and immediately wanted to build four houses. Mm -hmm. And the village of Wilmette said, you can't do that. The road's not big enough. There is sort of an existing Mm -hmm. street um, that he could get to this property from. And the village of Wilmette said no. And so he sued the village of Wilmette. This is... 20 that was like 27 years ago there was like a seven year lawsuit they Yikes. finally just said no and then he went through the Wilmette Park District and they said no the Evanston City Council recently said no you can't do that so he hired a lawyer to uh, I don't know we don't know how it happened exactly but went to the Cook County Board and mm-hmm. said build me a road actually not the board Cook County it was an administrative decision just like 
uh, two weeks ago. And right, and that's it came up very fast. And yeah, we've yeah. we got a break here for uh, No Name News, and uh, we're going to do that. But when we come back, uh, we're going to finish this story because it involves a couple of votes, one by the City of Evanston Council, one by the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago, and this group of people who got there and said, you got to stop this, and nobody expected it to be stopped really it was one of those you know uh, uh what's the uh, uh w- tilting at windmills thing um what's his Quixote. name yeah that's right so anyway we'll talk we'll finish the story when we come back it's the mike novak show with peggy malecki do you remember when you were a kid and monarchs and other butterflies were everywhere When is the last time you even saw a monarch? It's time to get back to nature and enjoy its elegance. Natural Communities Native Plants can help. Get rid of those pesticides and plant a wildflower sanctuary in your own backyard. Sit back and watch the birds and the bees and, yes, monarchs. Established native plants require less maintenance, no watering or fertilizers. Necessary and beautiful, they are a lazy gardener's dream. What's not to like? Natural Communities has more than 200 species of hard-to-find true native flowers, grasses, shrubs, trees, and seed. They can please everyone from the nerdiest native plant geeks to the neophyte. They even have native garden kits for beginners. Get back to nature. Go to naturalcommunities.net. That's naturalcommunities.net. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Call us with your questions and comments at 847-475-1590. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Whenever my head starts to hurt Before it goes from bad to feeling worse I turn off my phone, I get down low And put my hands in the dirt (laughs) That's what we all do here. In fact, we'd be doing that right now if we didn't have radio to do. What a, what a drag, huh? I can't be out in my garden. i got to do this. Well, it is a little muddy out this there. This dumb radio stuff. Okay. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki uh, in the studio. We are very pleased to have Noreen Edward Metz. Um, and uh, we are talking about Isabella Woods. And we were in the middle of the story, so I hope you stuck around for that because it is fascinating. Where did we leave off exactly about uh, uh, what kind of people got involved in this uh, movement? Absolutely. Eleanor Revell, the alderman from the ward uh, where the woods are located, is also an advocate for the environment. And she was aware of what was going on because she was savvy to things in the city council, and she let everyone else know what was going on, including Canal Shores Golf Course, which is along the canal Mm -hmm. on land leased from the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. Canal Shores, I don't know if your readers know, has this great 
new plan as of the last few years to develop habitat areas all along. Good for them. Yeah. A lot of golf courses are doing that. In fact, I'm going to at some point I'm going to have Dan Dinelli on the show from North Shore Country Club. Uh, he's just doing remarkable things out there in um, uh, that is Glenview. Glenview, right? Glenview uh, with that, and a lot of golf courses now are doing natural areas. It's kind of a way to mitigate all the chemicals they put down, but this this is the future of, of golf in America. Oh, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. And if you look it's funny, I look I was last night I was looking at the satellite map. It's amazing how many golf courses are on the North Shore. Mm-hmm. When you look at the satellite, it's all these green greens yep. are are on the map. But if they can do it, the the thing about Isabella Woods, too, besides it's not just a remnant. It's part of a major corridor. Mm -hmm. Corridors are are land and water areas, paths that connect remnants and 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 bigger pieces of property. Well, and and Doug Tallamy talks about that in his book, Bringing Nature Home, which you're a fan of. I'm a fan of. Yeah. Um, And. Um, there's a group I've gotten involved with, uh, Chicago Living Corridors, and the idea is to create these corridors so that species can survive and that they can connect uh, and, and have habitat that, that extend that isn't just a little piece of land, but is connected to something else. Absolutely, and that's why this little piece of land was so important. If we break up, if we start chunking off pieces of these corridors, it diminishes the value. Mm-hmm. And corridors are our most important tool for fighting habitat loss. So we have this corridor, we have this chunk of land, the developer wants to add a, at least two homes and put an access road in there, and this group rises up, and it seemed like it was a really short time because I I just found out about it last week, and unfortunately, that's how these things tend to work, is that you get a notice and say, hey, there's there's a meeting on Tuesday, and we got we got to work now. Uh, so Evan, on the 15th, the uh, city council of Evanston voted... I understand what unanimously sure. not not to approve. Yes, and actually, I'm also on the Evanston Environment Board, mm-hmm. and we met I think the night before, or anyway, and we also unanimously voted to oppose it and encourage the city council to pass this resolution. But we realized at the Environment Board that it it wasn't the city council that was going to make the decision that it was going to be the metropolitan water right. reclamation board and, and the, i said okay guys we got to get some people out and they and larry suffered and from the board had been making noises about how this was acceptable and i read that and went are you kidding me and so it didn't look good then the but the mwrd got together on thursday and i'm keeping this short because we have very little time here they get together and they vote unanimously not to approve the e- easement. Unbel- Give them a ding for that. Give another one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and so it's dead right now. Yes, yes, for now. For now. If because, he, we, you know, it's like uh, uh, Glenn Close in uh, Fatal Attraction. It might rise out of the bathtub. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, folks will try to get the build on that again. But I'm thinking the tide has turned. We have Now we have something that's called Isabella Woods, which is its own entity. And you guys are going to fight like hell to keep it, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of which, we... Uh, we're having an event next Saturday at the Canal Shores patio, they call it. It's actually by the American Legion there between Lincoln and Central and Evanston. We're going to celebrate. We're inviting the Water Board commissioners and some 
other people that were involved in it to celebrate with us. So we'll have a few speakers, but then we're going to take a little hike up to Isabella Woods. It's a few blocks up there and walk through Canal Shores and people from that. Which is the golf course, just so if folks don't know. Yeah, and they're going to show us um, their restoration work that they have started and maybe a few birds along Mm -hmm. the way. So next Saturday at 10 a.m., and then I'll if, be here, unfortunately. Oh, stop I, Stop having these things on Saturday mornings. <laughs> all right, folks, just stop. So, and if other people are interested, we will, going forward, we need to steward this property. It will, it needs work to go, to be a good, uh, a good piece. Well, uh, Peggy is uh, Facebooking and tweeting all of this. If you give us all the information, we will put it up there and we want people to get involved. Not only if you live in this area, but. Uh, wherever you are in the Chicago area. So, Noreen, thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations also to Leslie Shad and some of the other folks. All right, we're going to talk trees next. More trees. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around. Have you taken advantage of the Mike Novak Show special offer at the Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park? Yes, the Sugar Beet is a community-owned grocery store, but it's open to everyone, and it features local and organic products. Stop in, mention the Mike Novak Show, and you'll get $5 off any purchase of $15 or more. The Sugar Beet Food Co-op is at 812 Madison, just west of Oak Park Avenue, and online at sugarbeet.coop. That's sugarbeet.coop. Do you remember when you were a kid and monarchs and other butterflies were everywhere? When is the last time you even saw a monarch? It's time to get back to nature and enjoy its elegance. Natural Communities Native Plants can help. Get rid of those pesticides and plant a wildflower sanctuary in your own backyard. Sit back and watch the birds and the bees and, yes, monarchs. Established native plants require less maintenance, no watering, or fertilizers. Necessary and beautiful, they're a lazy gardener's dream. What's not to like? Natural Communities has more than 200 species of hard-to-find true native flowers, grasses, shrubs, trees, and seed. They can please everyone from the nerdiest native plant geek to the neophyte. They even have native garden kits for beginners. And until May 31st, mention the Mike Novak Show and get 10% off any plant purchase. Get back to nature. Go to naturalcommunities.net. That's naturalcommunities.net. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? That's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free of ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color, perms, and other treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of natural hair care services for textured hair of all lengths, including the non-toxic Cezanne Keratin Smoothing Treatment. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st century hair care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. No longer have to sacrifice one for the other. What is this place? You're in uncharted territory. What do you mean? Where are we? I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know what it is. Tell us your name, please. 1590. WCGO Chicago.
Everybody sing. Do, do, do. Why do you fill me up? Worst of all, never fall, baby. When you say you will, say you will. But I love you still. I need you. I need you more than anyone. <laughs> I'm watching here. He's like unpacking. Yeah, as uh, Skeet is uh, setting up uh, all his swag. We got uh, Bartlett Tree Experts swag here. What's oh these little trees? Do they squeak? Oh. They don't squeak. No squeak. Trees no squeak. don't squeak. We just hug. <laughs> we hug trees. We want to hug them, but they should squeak when you hug them. Uh, what what is this? Is you this like is this toy? like a hand uh, uh, strengthener? Some people get stressed and just need to hug a tree. Oh, oh, yeah. I can hug this. Exactly. It's, all right. And and cups. Look at this. We got our our travel cups. Cool. You are Thank just. Thank you. All right. That's and all we, we need. We'll see you later, Skeet. Thanks a lot. Thanks Skeet. for bringing so, the swag in. And we took care of the engineer too. Always take care of the engineer. Ah, Always take ben, care of the engineer. Ben, look at you. Yo. You get a ding. <laughs> you know what? It's true. If you that what you do. What one of the things when I was working at Gargantua Radio in the Tribune Tower. I would always, I was, the, I, you know, the, the, the crew at the station, that was fine. The people I was nicest to were the security guards. Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. Hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? Can I, you know, <laughs> you know, and then you, you get whatever you want. It's, uh, that's the way you work that. Our guy in studio is Skeet. Okay, now, you're wondering, what's a Skeet? That's, uh, that's the guy here. Um, and uh, sometimes MD Skeet, but he's not a, a doctor. He just plays one on the radio. Exactly. Uh, and, uh, um, but uh, he is uh, a certified arborist with Bartlett Tree Experts, and the last time you and I were together on my radio show, I was at a different station, and you were at a different company. Yes, I was. <laughs> you can pull that up just, just a tad there, dude. It sounds like a plan oh, to even, me. Even Appreciate more, even that. more. Just pull it all the way. There you go, because you're tall. He's a, he's a tall guy. He's a tall drink of water. And, thank, thank you, Mike and Peggy. <laughs> and, and I think there is a question we're supposed to ask you. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. Right, so, right out of, the one gate. Of, one of your nemesis is, 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 uh, tweeted, uh, how do you identify a dogwood? Well, do, do we do we get smart and say by its bark, or do, or do we? There you go. All right. He knows his stuff. <laughs> All right. Thank you for playing. Uh, so if, uh, We're by good. the way, I see Ben on the phone, and if anybody's got a question, the phone number is 847-475-1590, because we're talking trees. And it is such a pleasure to talk trees on the show because they are, uh, you got to say it, they're nature's greatest plants. They just are uh, because they do so much for us in terms of absorbing carbon and providing shade and holding soils together and uh, providing resources, lum lumber and everything else and fruit and on and on and on. And they're just pretty to look at. They're great. And, they're, and, oh, they're works of art. And and on a day like today where it's sunny, we're looking for that shady spot. We're looking to get cooled down a little bit. It's it's uh, amazing. The last few days of just the rain and the cold, uh, just, just driving in the people outside, smiling, walking, and just enjoying the parks and the trees. Yes. Uh, so I have to ask you, uh, folks are going to want to know, uh, why skeet? 
And I know I I know this, but people who are hearing you for the first time go, "What's that all about?" Skeet is Skeet is my last name. I've always gone by Skeet for the last oh boy thirty five years. I've always gone by Skeet. So friends, family, people call me Skeet. You're welcome to call me Skeet. We're all friends. We're all here to take care of trees and enjoy one of our greatest resources we have. Uh, so again, if you have a phone call, you want to uh, ask a question about your tree. Uh, in fact, we are going to start with Peggy, and then we're going to get to general stuff because I know it's been an interesting spring for arborists, hasn't it? It's been a very frustrating spring the last few days. We're looking at storm damage. We're looking at a lot of cool, wet weather, yeah. and we can talk about the results of cool, wet weather. Last mm-hmm. four or five weeks, it's rained two to three days each week, and, and we're going to start seeing the results of that very quickly here. And, and are, some, are you talking about anthracnose or other stuff? Look at you. You go, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I got a ding. Thank you. The big fun words. Yes, we're talking about anthracnose. You know how, why I know this? Because I have a I have a, one of those hybrid elms on my parkway. Yeah. gets it every year. Yes. And I'm so angry because as, uh, I assume it was planted by the city of Chicago. It was planted before I moved there. So when I came in, I moved into the house 17 years ago, and it wasn't that big. Uh, there were two elms, and they put them on the same parkway, which was really weird. Uh, and the one on the left, the one on the uh, east side, is wonderful and never gets a hint of disease. And, and I love the leaf and the shape of it. The one on the right gets anthracnose every year and the leaves fall and it looks ugly and I got to deal with this and I'm thinking of girdling it at some point but uh, don't tell the city of Chicago that yeah, it, uh, you know and, and, and I don't I don't have the courage to do that tell no, you the truth no no and, and, and anthracnose does not uh become a fatal disease to the tree. No, it's, it's just a, annoying. It's an annoying disease, and, and that goes back to just to the basics 101 of tree care, diversity, diversity, diversity. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about 400 different varieties of crab apples, many different varieties of elms, uh, ash trees with the anthracnose. Th- these are all... And not to mention emerald ash borer. Emerald ash borer is, is another another radio program for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could take up the whole day with emerald ash borer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes down to diversity. If, yeah. if we can just mix it up in different plantings, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about... Range of issues that can be lessened by having diversity in our landscape. How, how does diversity lessen the anthracnose uh, infection? Well, in a sense, you're talking about an elm tree, one elm on one side of the street, one on the other, same microclimate with different results of the weather because of different varieties of elm trees. And, and let's explain what anthracnose is. As you yeah. said, it's not, it does, it's not life-threatening to the tree. It's a nuisance. Yes. Um, and explain what that is. Anthracnose is a spore. It's a fungus that comes onto the leaves. It's promoted by the cool, moist, wet weather. Well, gee whiz, what have we been having <laughs> for the last four or five weeks? Cool, moist, wet weather. Uh, and, and you'll see it in the lower parts of the tree. Why? Because the lower parts generally are shaded, so it propels itself on an ongoing basis where the tops of the trees, the light, the active layer comes to the tree, the wind dries it out, so it creates a less of a favorable environment. Uh, and so we're going to see this in the lower parts of trees. And as you speak about it, Mike, yes, this is not a fatal disease. It's an annoying, it's a scary, it's frustrating. Leaves are dropping. They just leafed out. By golly, I just want to enjoy <laughs> I know my it. tree. And, and it happens and in now the spring. It's dropping. Yeah. It's spring 
playing time. Yikes, what are we going to do? You sweep them up is what you do. Yeah, and, or you call your favorite arborist and a certified arborist and you say, could you please inspect my tree? Could you please look? So often we, we get the call saying, you know, I really need you out there tomorrow. Well, what's going on? Well, for the last three years, the last four <laughs> years, the last two years, can you give me a couple days? No, I need you tomorrow. Uh, and, and so rarely do we get the call say, everything looks wonderful. Could you please come out and take a look? Uh, and and let's, Actually, that's not such a bad thing to have uh, people come out when things look wonderful, is it? it it's not because now we can put together a tree care plan and mm-hmm. be proactive. So often what we do is, yes, here's what it is. Yes, we have a solution. And yes, we're going to see you next year to start that plan. And while we're on that subject, um, Bartlett Tree Experts serves the entire Chicago area. And, and you guys are actually internet. You're national and international. Correct. We serve all of Chicago and up into Wisconsin. We've got an office right downtown in Chicago, which is an exciting place to work right downtown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I come to you from our Bolingbrook office that services the southwest area. We've got a Lake Barrington office, a Northbrook office. So yes, we can service um, right into Wisconsin again. So um, it's just a, a super organization, scientific training care with a passion and love for trees. Uh, that is Skeet from Bartlett Tree Experts. Again, our phone number, 847-475-1590, if you got a tree care question. Let's go to Peggy on line one here. Peggy, I understand you have a tree care question. Good morning. Good morning. Is this the Mike Novak show? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I have a, a couple of photos that, unfortunately, the listeners aren't aren't seeing but, but we can post those on uh, facebook yeah. too so i have a it's a city tree it's an oak on the parkway and if sure. you go scoot one over to the other way as well um where a branch had been is a big hole i think there's a big hole at the top yeah. and you can just see it is black it, stuff it's black stuff it's like motor oil <laughs> grimy it, it leaves slimy. the reddish no it's not slimy or sticky okay it's a very thin and it leaves a reddish on your finger and i didn't take a picture of that yeah that's it. That's it. That's uh, it. Squirrels are fixing their motorcycles up there yeah. and dripping it down. Exactly. Yeah. But there's nothing living in the hole. And yeah. in the hole, it's just, you know, there's no because, squirrels. Because her husband went up there and stuck his hand in the hole to figure out what was going on. Well, that might not be the, the best mode of action <laughs> no, to actually, see if anything's... No, in the hole to see what came How many out. critters are in the but, hole. But in other words, there's no squirrels living up there okay. in the hole. Got it. Got it. Well, I'm going to start with it's an oak tree, so kudos. You know, we're looking at a native tree for the area, so a hardier tree. Uh, and that's a tree that is susceptible to anthracnose, too. So you're going to see some cups, curls, brown mm-hmm. margins, and, and dropping some leaves in there. Um, some def- deformed leaves. Um, and that's very, very common for the oak trees. Uh, we, we really need to get an arborist out there to inspect the tree a little further. Think of a tree as a paper towel tube. The outside layers of that tree or that tube are the live growth. On top of the tube is is an encyclopedia book. And so any um, deformity, hole, compromise on the trunk of the tree is going to alter that encyclopedia, the weight on top of that paper towel tube. So it makes us a little nervous. You know, critters live in trees. There's definitely a wound. There's definitely mm-hmm. a hollow. There's definitely a source of decay there. So that's something that really needs to be inspected. So when it's a city tree yes. on the parkway, yes. how do you get the city to come out and inspect it? That is a great question that I don't have the answer to. 
<laughs> I'm a suburbia kind of guy, and yeah, I, but I don't, no, no, but no. This, this is, is Highland, Highland Park. Park. Oh, this is Highland yeah. Park. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a very fair concern. I, you know, I, I work with a lot of uh, municipalities. In, in, the, in the suburbs, they do not mind a picture and a call mm-hmm. to say, here's what I found. So if I call the city found. forester. Yeah. Uh, public Works, City Forester, shoot them an email, shoot or her an email. There's a lot of ladies out there that are, are, are in this field. Um, and, and put a picture out there and say, you know, I'm a little concerned. I just mm-hmm. want to bring it to your attention. Yeah, because we've been losing so, a lot of oaks lately yeah, on yeah. the parkways. That's why we have Oaktober. With a reforestation in, in there we go. Thank you. The uh, October. No, we need the bump it um, up. Yeah, uh, I can the, find that. The couple of municipalities I work with, they really do not mind mm-hmm. these calls. They appreciate these calls. Uh, there's thousands of thousands of trees, and and they cannot inspect them on a regular basis. So uh, a, a positive, fun. Here's what I see. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it to your attention. Yeah, and would and be the forester is actually fairly active in yeah, in coming out in different areas. Exactly. In the city, if someone has a problem with a tree on their parkway? That is a great question. Again, uh, <laughs> once again. Yeah. You don't is, live in the city, but. Right. The city forester, shoot a picture, email, um, and then follow up with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had some issues um, a few years ago when they were redoing the street in the city of Chicago. Uh, and or they were putting in new water mains. Uh, which has been happening all over the city. And one of the things I've discovered, and I'm sure you deal with this all the time, Skeet, is these guys are not particularly careful. They have these trucks. Yes. And they they cause a lot of damage because they bring them right alongside, the, right on the curb where trees are overhanging. I don't know what's at the top of these uh, uh, trucks, uh, but there's some sort of equipment. For one thing, it'll fry leaves up there. I don't know what kind of heat is coming out of some of these things, but I've seen whole branches of of lee of trees with leaves have just been fried up there. And in my block, they would go down and just tear limbs off of trees. And then you got to call the city and say, "Could you please uh do a little pruning here because and and it, and it took a several years uh, for that to happen. And in fact, I was a little honked off at the city because I had them on the show and I said, hey, this happened. They said, don't worry, we'll be right out. Three years later, then they they came out. Um, so I'm busting you, City of Chicago Forestry, but I realize you don't have a lot of money. Still, you know, be straight with people. That's that's kind of what you what you got to do. And you're right. Parkways um, look beautiful, tree line. Remember the elms and, and the tree lined streets and and for shading. Um, it, it's the look is is outstanding. The frustration is the challenge is very limited root space for the trees. Right. Incredible amount of utilities underneath the streets. And so any work that needs to be done in that space is going to affect the well, trees. Well, when they're digging there and they're, they're getting to the gas main or the water, um, they're, they're lopping off roots. Yes. And you could take half the root ball off of a tree there. Now, a lot of trees will still survive, yes. but you're compromising that tree when, when you start to do that. You're compromising the health and safety of a possible blowover with root damage with, with uh, other items. Yeah. So, yes. It's, it's, so, you know, that's... And it's frustrating because they I know they got to get the work done. You kind of wish they would be a little more careful about the trees there because 
some of those trees have been growing a long time, and you can damage it, and it never recovers. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I know you got to put the water main in, but don't assume that what you're doing is more important than the trees that are on your block. That's that's all I got to say about that. Okay, sure. we're, we're talking to Skeet from Bartlett Tree Experts again. Our phone number is eight four seven four seven five fifteen ninety. If you have any tree care questions, if you don't, I don't care because I could go on for hours like this and just ask Skeet questions. He knows <laughs> it, and you know we have a blast doing it. Yeah, exactly. So give us a holler. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, 1590 WCGO. We humans produce 40 million tons of e-waste every year, but only about 12.5% of it gets recycled. In a Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. E-waste is predicted to increase to 65 million tons by 2017. Yikes! So what is e-waste? Discarded electronics, computers, laptops, cell phones, TVs, DVRs, etc. Here are a couple of ways to unload your electronics responsibly. Donate them to local charities, such as cell phones to battered women's shelters, Find an electronics recycler near you. It's important to do your homework and make sure that wherever you dispose of your electronics, they are handled responsibly. I'm Green Diva Meg, and you can find more low-stress green living tips at thegreendivas.com. Is this the year you finally get your lawn off drugs? But why stop there? Why not work with your city, your park district, and your local schools to create a neighborhood of lawns that are beautiful and safe? Logic Lawn Care is an Evanston-based company with a decade of experience managing large turf areas naturally. They'd be happy to sit down with you, your local school, or city to answer any questions and to give you a free lawn care estimate. Go to LogicLawnCare.com or call 847-421-6500. DNR Services Unlimited has been serving the north and northwest suburbs since 1992. They can take care of those little problems that never get done. They perform complete bathroom, basement, and kitchen remodels. And if you're looking for a complete home makeover, they can handle that too. Visit their website at RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. That's RestoreTheNorthShore.com or give them a call at 847-998-1687. It'll be easy to find someone cheaper, but a lot harder to find someone better. This is sports director Kevin Burgess. Make sure you catch my sports report every day from 5 to 7 p.m. on French and Friends, sponsored by 1090 Brewing. My bills are all due and the baby needs shoes and I'm busted. Yeah, it's because I had to spend all my money on tree care, and it's like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. Now, actually, uh, we're talking to Skeet from uh, Bartlett Tree Experts, uh, and he's out of Bolingbrook. Uh, so if you folks that way, uh, you, he might show up on your doorstep when you call. But you guys do uh, free estimates, right? If if you say we got your name from Mike, then Peggy, then we would come on ah. out for free. How about that? Yes. All right. I'll yes. give that a day. Right. And, and I'm going to have fun with you, Mike and Peggy. It, it's, it's not so much an estimate. It's an evaluation. 
That's a really good way of putting it. I like that. It, we come out, and if somebody wanted an estimation, uh, well, that's that's not what we're about. We're, we're certified arborists. We evaluate your trees and shrubs and landscape and put together a, a tree plan. Um, that's a lot different than walking up saying, 200 bucks, prune your tree. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. <laughs> we're out of here. But, 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 but that's, you, you raise a really, really good point, which is the fly-by-night guys sure. that are out there. And, you know, they're the same guys cutting your lawn. They say, ah, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do tree care, too. We'll, we'll, we'll cut your trees. We'll prune your trees if you want them. You want a certified arborist. A certified arborist um, from, a, from a total tree care company. They're certified arborists that work for companies that prune and remove trees. And, and they're, they're good folks. Their option is to prune or remove. And so if you're looking for a solution, prune or remove. Ah, good point. A total tree care company that has some pest management, soil care, root invigoration, along with uh, applicators that are Illinois licensed that are certified arborists are going to give you a full range of service to know, hey, this is the time of year to start looking for viburnum leaf beetle, pine sawfly. There's different items that we can bring to your landscape and to your care. Looking for scale insects in the top of a blaze maple is very difficult from the ground. <laughs> However, and, if you've and the got, lawn care guy is not taking it, his lawnmower up there to look for them. It, that's for sure. Exactly. And if you have somebody climbing a tree that's looking for this, that can identify that, that brings total tree care to your property, mm-hmm. and there's a difference there, and, and that's what we're proud to bring to our clients. You, you raise another really interesting question, because I get this all the time, and I'm sure you do, where people will say, hey, my tree uh, doesn't look good. Should I fertilize? And they always go straight to that. They go straight to fertilizer, like <laughs> fertilizer is going to solve everything. Or, or could you spray it? How much? Just how much? You know, yeah, yeah, like there's a magic wand that we come out with a truck and we spray. Or we had we, a guy last uh, stick uh, it in the ground and magical miracle grow makes your tree green. Exactly. Well, yes. the, the put in the the, the fertilizer spikes right, that'll right, work, won't right, it? Yeah, right. and then put a bunch of mulch right at the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the higher is better right in the trunk. Yeah, right. Build it, build it up <laughs> along the trunk there. Right, right. So we we need to back up a little bit before people get the idea that it's good to do that. No, no, that was <laughs> no, that was all sarcasm, right, folks. Right, okay, right. mulch like a donut, not like a volcano. <laughs> so that's number one. I think that's a really good point. Let's let's stop right there because, folks, you do not ever, ever, ever pile your mulch up. Don't let it ever touch your tree trunk. Okay, yes. end of story. And as Skeet says. The way you learn that is don't do it like a volcano where it all comes up at the tree trunk. Do it like a donut where it comes up away from the tree. So you got this donut around your tree, and the mulch gets thinner and thinner and thinner as you approach the trunk. And when you get to the roots where you see them flaring out at the bottom, there's very little right there. Perfect. And and how far out should we mulch? Uh, You can mulch out as far as you want, really. Um, You know, you could go to the drip line if you want, but nobody's going to do that. As we say, one foot's good, a hundred foot's better. (laughs) Reality land people are are not going to... Give me a ding here, baby. All right. Uh, So one foot good, a hundred foot better. The reality is people are not going to go a hundred foot out. No, they want their lawns and blah, 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 blah. Though, you know, if somebody asks the certified arborist how far... To the drip line. Well, that's not going to happen. Okay, well, then we're going to have some downfalls of doing that. Mm-hmm. And the downfalls of doing that could be soil nutrition, could be soil aeration, could be um, 
limited root growth because of the tree, because of the grass competition. Right, competition. You know, trees and lawns are battling each other for nutrients and water. Yeah, and and there's there's an incredible biological interface right below the ground. 90% of the tree roots are within that first 10 inches of soil surface, and that's where the the grass roots are, the tree roots are, that's where the clay, the rocks, the sidewalk, the concrete, uh, the driveway, there's a lot of interaction going on in there. And if we can improve those conditions, again, being the arborist, get rid of some turf, improve root conditions for the tree, better things can happen. Let's bust another myth right here about tree roots. They do not break into your water lines and and steal your water from your home. They will not. They will take advantage. They're opportunists. Roots are looking for a crack in there. But the idea that your tree root broke into your pipe is just not true, right? Correct. There, if there's a seam, a crack, a, some area for them to grow into, they will take advantage of that growth. Roots need oxygen. So, with our clay soils, it's rare to have roots going down. They're going out, though, if they find a seam where that uh, pea gravel, limestone, where there's some aeration, they're going to go through that aeration. And if there's a water main that's broke, cracked, split, they're going to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I was just noticing on Twitter, there's this Jameson guy who sort of commandeered my Twitter feed. How annoying. Who? I, and, I, and Dan Costa's on the phone. We're surrounded. Oh, no. That's, that's a double bone. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to the phone line. Oh, my goodness. Dan Costa is here to bust us. How you doing, Dan? Good morning. Actually, not here to bust you at all, Mike. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've had several customers come in this year telling me that, especially with Japanese maples, that uh, they got a lot of the dead, uh, a lot of the branches are dying or dead, have not leafed out, uh, had some other, plant, other, other woody plants that people told me that have not leafed out. I'm thinking that the problem probably was something to do with our two months of dry January and February. Mm. And I'd like to know if you concur on that. Co- completely concur. We had a we had a very nice Chicagoland mellow winter. I mean, we all we all enjoyed the the lack of snowfall. We we enjoyed. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. The, it, it made. I'm sorry. It made me nervous. Okay, because I was looking at those plants and going, this we're going to have a lot of mortality in the spring because yes. there's no snow here. Correct. And and we enjoyed the lack of snowfall for our ease in getting around, the reality is the arborists and the landscapers uh, cringe because we didn't have that insulation. We didn't have the moisture. Uh, we, we didn't have the normal weather that we would have. So we're seeing and, bugs, insects, disease, and desiccation on the rise this year because of that. Absolutely. Have you seen it on the maples, Japanese maples? Japanese maples, without a doubt. Um, I've had a couple of clients plant them in the fall, look great, watered them in, and just mm-hmm. not bounce them back this year. And, and yeah, Japanese maples. People telling me the trees, you know, because we sell a few at, at work, small Japanese maples. And, and I bought it last year from you, and, and nothing's happened. I have no leaves on the tree. And I hmm. try to tell them that, you know, it's just been so dry over the winter. Wow. Yeah, and, I said, and, oh, we had such a nice winter. Well, nice for us, but bad for the plants. No kidding. Exactly. Nice for us, bad for plants. They, some plants. You know, they have their requirement of cooling hours, and I think we were so warm that some plants just didn't get their cooling hours. Correct. 
Yeah. Well, it wasn't always warm, too, and that was the other thing. There was there was freezing and thawing, and there was heaving of roots, uh, which oh, yeah. probably— Perennials were flying out of the ground no last winter. No kidding. Yeah. I, I lost some plants uh, for, for, over the winter. I especially lost plants, which was kind of weird, that I had in pots that I mulched, and I thought, oh, they'll overwinter, and no, they all died. Um, and it was uh, one, one, one made it through. Uh, I got an oak tree that, that uh, was in a pot, and I, just, and I should have buried it in the ground, and I didn't get around to it, so I just covered it with a bunch of mulch. And there were two of them, and one of them made it, and one of them's leafing out, and the other's dead as a doornail. Yeah. And, there's, yeah. and they were right next to each other, which is so interesting, you, and you never know. You, you I don't. had the uh, English oak bonsai and with my other trees in the mulch bed over the winter, and I'd say three-quarters of the branches of it are dead. Wow. You know, and it's right next to everybody else. That most of those made it okay. I've had a little bit of die back here and there, but nothing terrible. But this English oak is almost devastated. Uh, by the way, Skeet, I don't know if you know Dan. He uh, works at Vern Gore's Greenhouse in Hinsdale. That's Dan Costa, and uh, and now no, that we we're... haven't met. Uh, okay, you you guys have to meet each other, uh, and uh, and. Uh... Uh, the great thing about uh, Dan is that he's got a bonsai for me. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you you owe me a bonsai. It's sitting in. I won it. I won it fair and square at an event. You last. certainly did. Yes. I'm going to do some carving work on the deadwood today and hopefully get it in the pot by the end of the day. All right. And then I'm going to come by and pick it up. Dan, thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Have a great one. Uh, right. We've got like two minutes left here, Skeet. Yeah. I wanted to call attention to something that you do, which I really appreciate. You you get people uh, to log on to a couple of health care reports, which is yeah. the uh, University of Illinois uh, home pest and uh, home yard. What is it? Home they? yard and garden pest newsletter. Yes, home yard and garden pest newsletter, uh, which uh, we've got a copy of, and 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 um, Peggy printed. But the other one is the Morton Arboretum Plant Healthcare Report. Yes, and I. I put the links to those on my website because if people want really good information about pest diseases, conditions that are going on, they should go to those things, and you can sign up and get them regularly in your email inbox, and I think they're great. They're, they're superb, and they're sponsored by Bartlett Tree Experts at the Martin Arboretum uh, Plant Clinic. That's a double-dinger. All right. Absolutely. So, yes, uh, the Martin Arboretum. Wait, wait, wait. Let's give. How about this as well? There we go. Yes. So, yes, the presenting sponsor of the Martin Arboretum Plant Clinic is Bartlett Tree Experts, and we're in there teaching, training, helping, assisting, and, and their reports are superb. The, the, the photographs are awesome because it's, uh, how, do you, how do you describe what a pine sawfly is or viburnum exactly. beetle and just to see the picture of it, to walk outside, to match it up with your yard, to say, yikes, I've got it confirmed. <laughs> Now let's Yikes. get let's get the, let's get the treatment. Yes. Let's get the treatment plan. And before we forget, do we want to uh, tap into the Jameson uh, tweet there? Uh, well, he's got so many tweets on there that, right now that, that right? I and I can't I can't go through all of them. So okay. uh, he that, was he was basically harassing you is okay. what he was doing. Well, yeah, well, well, he's a superb individual and he, I'm very appreciative. Also, so we did not want to forget. Yeah, he and Scott also says hire a tree care, tree care industry association accredited company. Yes. Uh, beyond a certified arborist. Absolutely. Accreditation is huge. It's a great reminder. Yes. All right. Well, that's Skeet, and he is, again, from uh, Bartlett Tree Experts. If you want more information, you can go to their website, which is bartlett.com, and uh, go to Facebook, and it's Bartlett, uh, what's the the one? Okay. 
At Bartlett Bolingbrook. At Bartlett Bolingbrook. Thanks a lot. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Stick around. A little more to come. A good day's gardening can sometimes be a bad day for your muscles and joints. Dr. Bonnie Flaster is a chiropractor who uses gentle, non-force adjustments to relieve pain. With 29 years of experience, she relies on a variety of treatments, including low-level laser, acupuncture, and gentle chiropractic. Visit her at River North Wellness Center and find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. This is Mike Novak, tree keeper number 417. Registration is now open for Openland's Tree Keeper Summer Course. Tree Keepers are a network of trained volunteers who take an active role in caring for trees around the Chicago area. The eight-day certification course will be held in Oak Park at the Austin Gardens Environmental Learning Center on Tuesday and Thursday evenings beginning June 1st. To learn more and to register, visit openlands.org slash treekeepers. Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. And Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. Or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. That sound you hear is my time machine letting me know it's time to return to our own world. This is your talk, WCGO. Hang on. Okay, we got just a few minutes left here, and I know that we've got... This is the uh, odds and ends, the flotsam of the show, the flotsam part of the show. And one of the things we started talking about last week were um, farmers markets going on in the city of Chicago. Um, And uh, as I was driving past uh, the Logan Square farmers market this morning on the way up here, I realized, yep, they're they're going today. Um, And some of the ones that are happening right now, some start later. In the season, some go now. 95th Street Farmer's Market in Beverly started on May 7th. That goes to October 29th. That's at 1820 West 95th Street uh, from 7 a.m. to Boy, they start early. The, uh, the, they're not uh, messing around. The Logan Square doesn't even open till 10 a.m. Those guys are they're late sleepers compared to <laughs> the folks down at the 95th Street. Uh, Maxwell Street Market. Uh, at Des Plaines and Taylor Streets goes from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it's year-round. So uh, let's see. We've got the downtown Federal Plaza Market in the Loop, Adams Street and Dearborn Parkway. That started on May 16th, so that was last weekend. 
and that goes to October 31st. There, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Andersonville uh, uh, goes, uh, they started May 10th, and they're not on Sundays, are they? It doesn't say what day they're on here on the list that uh, I think they're not. Yeah, that's off DNA Info. If anybody knows. Andersonville, I think they're during the week. If I'm not mistaken, and you sent me one the other day, it was a Monday market, like the only Monday market. Which one was that? You, you don't. Uh, she's searching. I I I sucker punched you with that one. Okay, <laughs> but uh, Andersonville's going on Green City Market in Lincoln Park, which uh, I've been to. Yeah, it, it, boy, that place gets crowded. So if you want to go there, that's mm-hmm. why I like sometimes going out to the outer ones because yeah. they're not yeah. nearly Green as City, nuts. You can't even park near. No, it. it's nuts. Uh, on the other hand. It's very famous, and a lot yes. of people want to be there. It's like the Oak Park Market. That's yeah. huge. Uh, and they they go from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, oh, these okay, those were Sunday dates. No, the Andersonville. Okay, I didn't realize this. You did this by, by days. So Andersonville is Wednesdays. Green City is Wednesdays. I thought they also did a weekend. They do Wednesdays and Saturdays, I think. Uh, Thursdays, Daily Plaza Market. Which is at 50 West Washington. Uh, good, I hadn't seen those. Okay, Fridays, Fresh Beats and Eats, which is in Marquette Park, which is 2744 West 63rd Street. Saturdays is uh, 61st Street, which is another very famous market, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at uh, 6100 South Blackstone Avenue. Division Street in River North is 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Division in Dearborn. That's Saturdays. Uh, Green City is on Saturdays uh, as well. Healthy Food Hub at the Quarry Center in, on the South Shore. That's 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturdays at uh, 2423 East 75th. So that's basically the ones that are going now. More coming up as we go on. It's also time for a lot of the plant sales. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. well, we missed a bunch yesterday. Yeah, okay. there, was the, the, the there big were one like was a ton yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. But yesterday was also the start. Um, actually, Friday was the start of the native plant sale for Conserve Lake County, which I put the video up. The little Facebook Live we did with Sarah Sorose on Friday in the downpour. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that goes through uh, June goes. 3rd. Um, Wild Ones West Cook has their online sale through. May 24th, and then you pick up June 3rd in Oak Park. Um, if you go to westcook.wildones.org for that one, um, Lake County Forest Preserves actually has uh, Wildflower Wonders Lion Woods May 27th, and that's in Waukegan. Uh, you have to register for that one, but there's some uh, learn about wildflowers and get some plants at that event. Uh, one of the things I went to yesterday was the AUA Spring Gathering. Uh, and I don't know if I have my cheat sheet here. I don't think I have that. Wait. I do. Wait, I do. Yeah. Wait, here it is. Here, sing a song over there, Skeet. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> it was a potluck, uh, seed swap, and um, urban chicken raising resource table. They had their community slideshow. Did you slideshow. hug a chicken? I, no, I did not. There were no chickens to hug there, but oh. I got a tree here I can hug, and it doesn't squeak. Uh, I'll squeak for it. Uh, but it was uh, on the south side at uh, La Velita Community Church on South Millard Avenue in Chicago. And there, and I went down there and saw a, gr- a bunch of great people from uh, Advocates for Urban Agriculture. And what I told them about was, and it doesn't hurt to keep 
uh, pushing it is the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards. Thank you. Uh, which is starting this year in Chicago, and we're encouraging all of you within the sound of our voices to tell your friends, tell your enemies uh, and that uh, there are gardening awards that are coming back to Chicago, and they're being presented by the Mike Novak Show and Illinois Extension and the Shed Aquarium and Chicago Community Gardeners Association and Natural Awakenings Chicago Magazine. Uh, and uh, you can already, if you go to uh, my website, we've got a brand, thank you, Kathleen. Give Kathleen a ding for putting this up there. We've got a brand new web page at MikeNovak.net. And let me find it here. Uh, slash Chicago-Gardening-Awards. Right, but if you just go to MikeNovak.net and, and look at all the uh, categories of places you can go to, home, about, podcasts, listen live, the team, talks, Chicago Gardening Awards is one of the categories. You click on that and all the information necessary to sign up uh, for the awards program, which will happen. Uh, we're going to be lining up people basically for the next month and then uh, for the following month, judging mm -hmm. the gardens in the and, and it's open only to residents of the city of Chicago. Sorry about that, folks in the burbs. Uh, but uh, who knows? Maybe we'll expand. You know, you know, it used to be that those awards were just given to the city of Chicago. Why not? Why not make it a regional mm -hmm. thing? Um, and then maybe we'll all get paid, and <laughs> and but maybe maybe I'll wake up from my dream and. Uh, <laughs> But there's something for everyone, in other words. There's there's four different categories plus community gardens. Yes. You're right. There's four different categories plus community gardens. Community gardens, 12 community gardens at large will mm -hmm. be given awards um, throughout the city of Chicago uh, because we think community gardens are very, very special. Uh, and they need to be. And, you know, and, 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 and I love what Kathleen put here. Hold on. Um, I'm going to the page. In fact, if I just drag this microphone. Here, I've got it open. Have uh, you got it open there? There we go. Uh, she writes, and, and this is wonderful, the, the awards provide recognition to the hard work and creativity that make our city a healthier, more beautiful place. They support the pride we take in our neighborhoods and help us build our communities. And that couldn't be truer. That's what gardens do. Gardens are really, really cool. Uh, and, uh, Wow. There's activity going on. There's people running out Just the door. Just lost Ben. We, I know. People running out the door. I have no idea what's what's going on here. Something happened. Oh, I think, I bet Audie got out. I heard a lot of barking going on. Yeah, I saw a guy going by with his dog out there, and then I think the, uh -oh. the station dog, Audie, got out there. <laughs> so this program might end now, and it might not. It might just go on. I don't know if Ben's going to get back in time because he's got like a minute to do that. So well, while, he's, while he's doing that, if I could also uh, – I attended the Evanston Green Ball last night, as I mentioned earlier. The Mike Novak Show was a sponsor of that event. They had a great turnout at the Levy Center. So oh, there we are. Are you okay, Ben? Okay. <laughs> all good. It's all good. Did Audie get out? And I hear our music. No? Okay. All right. And, and as of today, the National Eclipse is exactly three months away. I saw that on Twitter as it flew by. How cool is that? All right. I want to thank all the folks on the show today. And I have the wrong cheat sheet. Here it is. Dr. Alan Armitage, um, Noreen Edwards-Metz, Skeet, uh, and Peggy. So until next week, go green or go home. Stadler? Yeah, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.
Community Supported Agriculture, or CSA, creates a direct relationship between you and the local farmer who grows your food. You support a farmer financially up front, and your farmer provides you with local sustainably raised food during the growing season. This could be a weekly box of vegetables, a monthly share of meat or eggs, and there are many other options. To find your farmer and the CSA that works best for you, go to bandoffarmers.org. Sign up for your CSA today. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, mike at mikenovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at mikenovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at mikenovak.net.